Hello and welcome to episode four of D Hoop University. Hey, we tallying these babies up. <laughs> this is uh, another sesh that we just decided needed to happen based off of some pretty exciting games we had tonight that were not expected to be as compelling as they were. And they were pretty must see. So we must discuss. And quick note before we get into all of that, you uh might be listening to this and think, man, this is different. He, he comes right off the top, no intro music, no anything like that. And I just want to say all that stuff's going to come. S- stay tuned. And this pod is going to evolve and branch off. It won't always be basketball, but this is what's hot and pressing right now. And we're pressing send on, you know doing yeah. this so we're excited to do it and that's where it's coming from so side note i had a heck of a night in the newsroom tonight so i didn't get to watch a single second of these games real time in full disclosure so shiv's gonna carry uh some of the heavy lifting when it comes to what happened i did get to watch the highlights before we jumped on to record so i'm uh i've been briefed on what happened tonight and which one do you want to start with? So last podcast, which was uh, yesterday, um, I told you I wasn't going to watch the Bulls-Serrano game. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, you know, committed to the leg day, right? Committed to the leg day. I, and, I support that. Good and didn't you. didn't watch the Bulls game because I'm not interested in the Bulls. And they didn't have, the, they didn't have the, the TV on in the gym? We don't have a TV in our apartment gym. Believe it or not. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So it's so it's kind of like I was just in there, just me versus me, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but let's. I want to talk about the Thunder. I want to talk about the Thunder game. If I, if I can interject. Yeah. If you go back to episode one, it's titled "Casual Diehards," and that's what we embody. Yeah. You know, this is the real world. We don't work for a professional sports team and we can't base our lives around, you know, when the game is on. But guess what? We are passionate about this game. So we have takes to give and we're still going to give them because we're diehards about it. But we're not going to beat you over the head with metrics and, you know, the eye test every night. And some nights we will. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think I mean, come on, like, honestly, who's it's very relatable. Yeah, like work life, like we're we're in our mid twenties. Things happen and things go on, and sometimes you're not just trying to watch basketball. You you've got other things you got to do. You have to cook. You just can't. But yeah, yeah, it's just stuff going on, right? So I I did watch. Let's talk the, about the second game. Yeah, let's. I that was, that yeah. game was incredible. Um, my the whole time when I was watching the game, I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, like. Is this is this just a group of toddlers that the Thunder have assembled and they're just learning and adapting really quickly and are they about to fold because the Pelicans have been in this situation and they've been in the playoffs and they got pretty close in the first round from what I remember to beating Phoenix I think that series won six it might have gone seven um but it was a really good series it was a great series You're right great. and so and so I knew. I kind of knew what the Pelicans were going to be able to bring to the table as far as mentality and like aggression and sense of urgency. I didn't know the Thunder were going to be able to respond today. It it honestly, you know what it kind of reminded me of? Like this big three is in no way similar to the old OKC big three. 
but it kind of felt like it was like it was when we were in in high school maybe early like late middle school when russ was bald and he was still a kid and like harden wasn't yeah. skinny right? skinny, skinny harden Stephalosha, right face, beard still on the face <laughs> and it felt it was it was that moment of okay mm. like yeah this is like a five seven eight year thing that these guys might really have going on based on the way they played today um i loved it i'm here for the thunder ascension honestly and um i wasn't huge on chet initially obviously everybody had the concern of him being able to bulk up um and like be able to match the physicality but we we just watched the way yes but when you watch the way these guards play i mean giddy was giving it to him tonight. SGA down the stretch. If you go back and watch those highlights, you should see the way SGA just had some incredibly smooth. I mean, he is. No, really- I did, man. He has a. Uh, I'll, we'll keep talking about the game a little bit more, but he has one of the Steph Curry, Kyrie, uncanny abilities of just shot making around the rim. It's yeah. like you put this yes. guy. If you allow him to dribble anywhere within ten feet of the hoop. Whether it's left hand, right hand, pump fake, step through, bank, straight net, he has an unreal range oh, yeah. of finishing yes. and touch. And he combines that with the pull-up jumper where it's just like, yikes. Yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, he had an incredible layup with under two minutes to go in transition in a really crucial part of the game. I remember this. Yeah, it was it kind of that John two-handed, that two-handed finish he had? It was like he was. It was in transition. I think he kind of hesitated. He went between the legs, behind the back, takes these. It's just his own pace. Yeah, it, I saw it. I saw it. It is. It was an incredible layup in in a very critical situation. Um, the play that most notably stands out. One thing that I took away from this game too, from the Pelican side, I don't watch any Pelicans basketball. Um, I don't know what, what's going on with Zion or whatever. I don't even want to get into that, um, which we can yeah. obviously, but I just don't know. I don't, follow it. Um, I don't follow it at all. So I, I don't, you know, um, but Brandon Ingram kept him in the game. Brandon Ingram almost won him that game, but there was one possession. Pelicans called a timeout. Um, Brandon Ingram, they basically run a play for Brandon Ingram, right? And it's B.I. get the ball at the top of the key, go make a play. Dude, and he got fouled on this three, did he not? He did get fouled on the three. I agree. I noted that down as a huge missed call down the stretch because and they were down four in one of the unrealistic, we're going to go for it. I, I, I saw this. Any of my high school teammates listening to this are going to respect it. They ran shotgun. Yeah. Full court pass essentially to a big, big catches yeah. it. It's supposed to be a midair pass to a scorer who's Hunter, yeah. in motion. But Jackson Hayes catches it, kind of pitches it forward to yep. Ingram, who's near half court. Ingram takes a dribble up. Very contested shot. Mm-hmm. Drains it. Drains it. And definitely got contact. Off. So that's, I don't know how real this is or not, but I, I, I genuinely have this, in, this inclination that like um, refs would have called that a foul if he missed the shot. It's one of those things where the refs probably call it if he misses the they shot. They were very surprised that he made that. Exactly. And I think because he made it, it, I don't know. Like well, they all just kind of yeah. instantaneous referee. We talked yeah. about officiating. It's the human, the human. You have to make that decision in the yeah. moment. Am I blowing yeah. this whistle? And sometimes, if you don't, it's just too late. 
And uh, dare I say, the script writers at it again. Script writers at it again. I'm telling you, NBA script writers confirmed part two, bro. How many do you think are going to be by the time the playoffs are over? Oh, let's set the line. Let's set the line. We're at two right now. Too many to count. The over will hit. (laughs) I'm going to set it at... I'm gonna set it at eight distinct instances throughout the no, first. Man, I'll give my takes on those two teams, and it's unfortunate the Pelicans got bounced because they had that really hot start to the season, and there was yeah. there was some hyperbole around that team. Yes, about yes. what they might they were in the same conversation as Memphis. One team finished second in the conference, the other team finished tenth, ninth, maybe. Pardon me, and. There was a just fall off midseason. For one, Ingram had the foot injury. And watching him play now, I'm an Ingram truther. I have an Ingram Lakers jersey. I like his game. And this year, I'm really proud of how I see him play. But post-All-Star and since he came back from that injury, you can just tell that his steps aren't right. And that he doesn't have explosion. And it's really impressive that he's still such a shot maker, given that. But... Watching the highlights from that game, I don't think I heard C.J. McCollum's name one time. And that's alarming. Yeah. And this team clearly misses Zion, who in a tiny sample size is a pretty unstoppable force. It's like, when have you seen a player who's only played, let's say, 25% of his games through three professional seasons and in that stint averages 25 it's it's averages 25 on extreme efficiency and clearly has room for improvement. So it's th- that's one of the most frustrating things in the NBA right now. And if you're a fan of that organization, if you're a part of that organization, you have to just be like, dude, what are we supposed to do? We we're sitting on gold and there's just nothing we can do about it. And I think the answer, if I'm just spitballing is that Zion just has to, you know, turn into a leaner version of himself. And that doesn't mean he's not going to still be a freak athlete. You're not going to maybe play on the block as much, but I don't know, man. Rooting for the best, but that Smoothie King Center is a really electric arena when the when the yeah. moment is there too. So that's a pretty yeah. fun thing. OKC's arena is also underrated. But yeah. my, my OKC take is that, that's funny, you caught that a big three. I don't know if anybody's done that, but you're, I assume you're referencing Jalen Williams, Giddy, and SGA. Yeah, for right now I am. And I think when Chet comes, mm. it's about like they're about to their pace is unreal. Like they get up and down the floor. It's almost like every if it's not if they don't get a good look at the rim or like a kick out ball, ball starts going in motion three, like it's just I feel like it's a turnover. And that's like the youth part about this team that's so exciting. You have that, but then you also have the fact that they were going set for set and executing with New Orleans, a team that should have been crisper. Guys should have been more ready. I don't yeah. and no, that's so, back so, to the well, let me tell say? you, um I'm so relieved that the Lakers won their game. Yeah. And avoided a potential matchup with OKC again. I am extremely relieved because that team kind of has the Lakers number, but the Lakers got the tiebreaker win that they needed at the end of the season. But my my take kind of on them is that, you know, they must be like the high school team where you show up to the gym and you're the underdog, you're on the road, the other team's dunking in pregame warmups and 
you guys kind of got mismatched socks and you know your own whole other deal where it just looks rink dink and <laughs> nobody knows what you're capable of yeah and shout out to Dagnolt for coaching that team up and instilling confidence in them yeah. but clearly they know what they can do Lou Dort had a heck of a first half the big Jalen Williams was hitting threes in the fourth quarter. And it's just like, if you're defending that team, you kind of don't know what to expect either, unless you've really done your part in the film room. So here's the thing. Jalen Williams hit one huge three in the entire game. Yeah, the big man, right? The big Yeah, Jaylen the big Jalen Williams. Yeah, in the fourth. In the and fourth. when I was taking notes on the fourth quarter, I have Jay Williams twice in my notes, but by one I have parentheses big, because that's how I separate them. Jay uh Jay Dub is the wing. That's is the J-Dub. wing okay? That's Jay Dub. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> um, they just they they played a great game, and Dort is really, Dort is really like he takes on that one on one defensive challenge. They're exciting, and they pr- probably don't give Denver any smoke. I don't know. Maybe they could though. Like I don't have that much confidence in Denver if we're being honest. Like, yeah. And if anything, that could be one one. That could be one one. You know, that could very easily be like I, I spoke strongly of Denver, and ultimately, I won't change my mind right now. But I agree with you. I agree with you. If any, okay. this team is not going down easy, yeah, I bet yeah. you that. And now I'm going. I'm springing this on you in prompt two. You didn't know I was doing yeah. this. And I'm going to introduce another theory of mine. And it's the 2K theory. We've talked about this, though, before. Mm -hmm. So video games in general, you know, whether it's Madden, 2K, UFC, I'm, you know, those are my, I die by those games. Still to this day, next gen, catch me on Xbox. Um, My 2K theory is that sports video games are the closest simulation of the real thing outside of working for a professional franchise and i'm curious if you had to say sga is a top blank player in the nba where what would you say realistically because you know people throw around top five top ten all the time and don't really go through names and be like hold on i just ran off 20 folks they're all not top 10 so where would you hypothetically put where do you think he comes in and i'm going to tell you where 2K has a map. I'm gonna I'm gonna name off some guys that I think are better than SGA, and then Steph, Steph, Juan, AD, Giannis. Um, I like this. Right, I I like those. Um, I'll say KD, KD, yeah, KD. I'm five, KD, uh. Mind you, I have uh, I have two K twenty three pulled up in real time to my left for reference. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, man, how am I not thinking? I'm gonna go Tatum. I'm gonna go Tatum. Yes, sir. Um, this season, you know what? Maybe this is a hot take. I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take him over Dame this season. I'm gonna take him over Luca this season. Hmm. I'll take him over Luca. I uh, like that. Hey, I like your I like argument. That. I like that. And you didn't mention uh Jokic. Oh, here we go. 
Hey, if the Jokic, Jokic stands, the, bring leave your math equations at the door, bro. I'm good. If like, y'all, if y'all remember <laughs> the meme of the light skinned dude in the tank top with the tattoos when he's like throwing his hands back and forth from like <laughs> yeah, three years like, ago, ah. that's exactly <laughs> what Shiva just did when I mentioned Jokic. And <laughs> he's thinking about, I mean, I would. I mean, like, uh, do I like? I yeah, I'll take. Did Jokic, you say Embiid? Like, I don't know if you said Embiid. Yeah, no, Embiid's definitely on there too. I agree. Embiid, so, I'm saying I'm putting Embiid over Jokic in that argument. Like, but also, like, am I really taking Jokic over SGA in a league where I can win without having a good big? Like, I need three that's why I love that nasty. That's why I love introducing this theory right now. So I will tell you that 2K23 updated rosters. Mm-hmm. has Shea as the 11th best player in the league at a 94 overall. 94 overall is, whether you want to say it's a tie for 11th, he has the same rating as John Morant and same rating as Jimmy Butler. And I'm looking at my my NBA, which is a couple weeks in, so maybe let's say SGA is having a season or two. Or let's say uh, Jimmy Butler, his, his rating looks to be boosted one. He must have some good morale. Yeah. So <laughs> SGA is coming in 11th ahead of guys like Kawhi Leonard, Devin Booker, Zion, Kyrie, Harden, Donovan Mitchell, XYZ. I like this theory because I make a ton of fantasy draft teams in my spare time just to construct rosters and see what's fun to play with. And one time I got the second pick. And with the second pick, I'm looking at the guys on the board, and I've also done this 50 times. So I've yeah. played with everybody on the on the on the freaking game. Yeah. So right. with the second pick, I believe Giannis went first. I didn't want Luca because I played with him on 2K, and sometimes he's a little too slow and he's not explosive enough. I didn't want Braun because his jumpers don't fall consistently enough and he gets tired on 2K extremely fast, despite having an incredibly high stamina rating. <laughs> I didn't want him bead because I felt that would be one-dimensional. And I pretty confidently took Tatum with the second pick. And I discovered that he is the most unstoppable player on that game currently. And that's where I kind of got more locked in on the fact that this is the he's the best player in the league waiting to happen, in my opinion, yeah. because I'm seeing it. And I'm like, no, no other player on this game has this range of, you know, this feels like an old LeBron or, you know, where it's just two-way, I'm rebounding, I'm bringing it up, I'm making contested jumpers, all this and that. Shea's right behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Shea is and, – and so I didn't say Booker. I thought about it for a second, too. I was like, would I have Booker over SGA? And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, honestly, Shea, like, right. after, after tonight, like, I know Booker's done it. Booker's given you 40 in the finals. So I know Booker's like that. I'm not saying he's not, but if we're talking strictly this season, like Shea is Shea's game is so unique. It's just so unique. I I, I don't even know if I've because he never looks like he's pressing, you know? <laughs> he has a calmness yeah. and a just, you know, craftiness. It's it's yeah. it's Rondo-esque craftiness. It's, I imagine guarding him, you're just kind of on your toes and you don't know what to do. For reference. He averaged 31.4 this year. That's insane. 31, 5, and 5. And I feel like he doesn't. And you know he's the primary focus of defenses on the game. Game in, game out. Game in, game out. They're like, you know, SGA, like, 
all-star was he an all-star this year i don't yeah. i don't think he would. yeah um arguably yeah, like, a starter arguably first team all nba i was just gonna say that like he might have an argument for it i don't know how you give it you give it to steph obviously right like steph and then steph missed a lot of games steph steph, steph played a lot of games, steph played closer to 50 games than he put than 60 interesting i don't know yeah i don't know i feel like they'll give it to stuff all nba awards uh this year gonna be very interesting we'll we'll do that on, on a pod probably pretty soon yeah but, but yeah with, what do, you think? do you think do you do you want minnesota or do you want the thunder to win this game personally here's where i i like minnesota i think they have something interesting pre-cobert and i like i, I think it i love i love ant a lot yeah, like, like more, I, I, that whole team, I don't care about outside of Anthony Edwards. When Patrick on, was yeah. like, he could be the next. He's on some like Michael Jordan type of stuff. I was like the the explosive athleticism and just like uniquely flamethrower scoring mode that he can go on is nuts. So I don't know, but I I kind of want the Thunder to win this game. There's something really rootable about Anthony Edwards, but he's also had some playoff duds where it's like, uh, you don't, you know, want to see that. He just had the one against the Lakers. And I think for competition's sake, I would rather see OKC come out because you just kind of sold me on that series being more of a toss-up than almost anybody would predict between them and the Nuggets. Yeah. That could easily be 1-1 because – I think Jokic is going to have a tough time with these guards. And if they're and I, yeah. yeah, I know that's your take on that's your take on it and Shay is pretty unfazed. I, yeah. That could be something. That could be something. And I all day long will take Chesapeake Arena and OKC over the Bell Center I think in Minnesota. That crowd doesn't do it for that's me. Funny. That OKC crowd is lit. Yes, and if you if you think back to our heyday yeah. of that oh, OKC yeah. team, sea of blue. When they do, remember when they used to do that blue and white, like, yeah, pattern throughout it. Yeah, and, and that OKC stand. fan base uh, is uh, like a rowdy one. They're like that. I'm ready. I would love to see a series to get through there. And when this team adds Chet, and hopefully he stays healthy. I mean. Also, right, they have 15 first-round picks over well, the you, next Well, you know they're weeks. saying Chet might come back in the playoffs. Do you really believe that? Do you really I, just believe made, that? I just made that up. Oh, oh, I was – well, so here's <laughs> what I was – I'm sure he could. Maybe. But do you really play him is the question. Your team already has established such a great rhythm with the – Low-key, yeah. Low-key. Low-key, I think if it's there. like – I think if it's 3-1 and you kind of have the feeling they're going to come out – and and close it out in game five in game five like maybe if roll Chet, that out there just to see what you have but if know, Chet can play five on five right now i say what the hell let's just do it maybe let's throw him in at the second quarter if you do you remember zion's debut yeah when he was on the minutes restriction and yeah. for some God forsaken reason this brother hit like five threes <laughs> and had like 24 points in 20 minutes. Yeah. And like yeah. the team's battling in crunch time and they take them out. They're like, oh, the minutes restriction. 
And they're like, why are you pulling them? And, you know, I'm, this is, these are super long shots. It's not going to happen. They're not playing them. He's, he's, he's shut down, but. In the, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if those rumors started circulating, say, sure. you know, a week from now that, sure. hey, Chet's playing five on five. Chet's ramped up five on five activity to full contact or something. He's he's ramped yeah. up activity. He's he's participating in full contact drills. And it's just like, bro, stop it. Like, they're not going to play him. Because my hot take going in the next season, and I felt this way earlier in the season when I just watched a random Thunders, Thunder game, I forget who they were playing. It was like really early in the season. But I was like, man, if Chet like beefs up a little, I know he can hit the three and handle the rock and he's going to block a couple of shots. He's going to get yeah. dunked on a couple of times, but he's going to block a couple of shots too. So you take that and his stretch five ability, wow, this team might be like a, a top five seed in the West. Next oh, year. yeah. They could, be, they could be five or six. Like, and his frame is far from finished. I'm trying yeah. to think of who I see him kind of rounding out to look like, but I, I wouldn't Honestly, say. Honestly, you want to know who I think? I think he's going to be a less defensively intense. What Like this, the frame is similar to like Wendy and Gabriel. But imagine if Wendy and Gabriel could handle the rock like a guard and hit threes in transition. Like, and man, he was it's KD-esque. He was actually kind of like that at Kentucky and it never panned out. But I'm happy that he made a career for himself as yeah. you know through hard work. But yeah. no, it's not a bad one. Um it's I almost, don't it's have a better one readily available, but he's in a kid's body still, hundred percent. He's gonna yeah. put some shoulders on, he's gonna get some, you he's know, on the Gonzaga stronger movement. bones, and they've got a young core, like you said, and a Crap ton of assets, so they're going to rebuild. We went very long on that. Let's touch briefly on uh, Chicago and Miami. I'm sorry, Chicago. Oh, last thing Toronto. before we move on, before we move on from that, I just want to shout out Sam Presti for the last decade. If the Warriors hadn't assembled a super team with KD, Sam Presti should be considered one of the best GMs I think of our like post middle school lives. No, it's 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 impressive. It's Incredible impressive. talent finder navigates the KD loss, trades for Paul George, right? They still make the playoffs with just Westbrook. They get rid of Westbrook. They still make the playoffs with CP3. Now you got Giddy and these guys, and you're making the playoffs with them in the future, and let's, right? Yeah, let's give him credit for doing a successful rebuild that was far beyond the time frame that was projected. Yes. Because yeah. teams will try the rebuild, and then you end up like – Washington, look at Washington. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you, they try it, and then you you end up like kind of Charlotte, where it's like, man, when have we done anything? And this OKC team has plenty of reasons to have not reached their team's max potential, but they've exceeded it time yeah. and time again after losing all stars. So sh shout out, shout out. Yeah. You're right. Give us flowers. All right, let's talk about Fred Van Fleet, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm glad, man. <laughs> Zach Levine is one of the scariest. Uh-oh. I think this brother's cooking. And it's like he has like an aggressive light skin energy that comes out <laughs> randomly where it's like, yo, I think my guy's like getting a little red. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and he is not to be messed with right now. He is downhill. He's getting a little red. He's getting jumpers. And then he's trying to like take off and he's doing he's all this. Blocking shots. Yeah. And he's then like, you, 
Yeah, he's pair that with Demar, who's just this seasoned bucket getter with yeah. all time <laughs> confidence in his abilities. And they re- they got the return of defenders like Patrick Williams, Alex Caruso, and we said this. We were like that not that nine ten game in the East is going to really be a battle because Chicago has vets. They're not just trying to lay down. They have vets who are well paid and seasoned and want more. They're just not done yet, and that's is. Essentially, what they displayed in the fourth quarter, winning that quarter 37 to 24, and Toronto didn't lay down. Freddie hit some crazy shots that saved them. Siakam didn't stop in the fourth quarter either, but it was just a whoa, what are these guys doing on the other side? Some they woke up feeling dangerous. It, I, the Zach Levine description. Like the the Zach Levine monologue that you had was so accurate. Um, I he is legitimately when he starts heating up, it is clay like. I hope I, I hope I don't get called a colorist for what I said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just a take. You said you said he starts turning a little red. Um, that is so that is so funny. Um. But no, like like when he starts heating up, it is it's with it is, all due respect. It is clay like it is like when clay used to get going, it's like everything he touches is is cash. But it's when like Zach the dude Levine looks like it, he's on fire. Yeah, literally, literally. Like you're walking around like, the court like, yo. <laughs> everyone on defense's eyes are either big or they're just like they just put their head down. They know what's happening. Like, like we're definitely a little shook. Yeah, like because when Zach Levine does it, it's off the dribble and like deep jumpers <laughs> or like really athletic blow by. It's, it's a lot of wow plays. Yeah. And if we're looking ahead to this matchup with Miami. If I'm they taking, play like that, they're right now I'm taking Miami. Chicago. Dude, oh, yeah. Remember, I told you this when uh, potentially they were lining up for a series with Boston, yeah. depending on how the series, how the standings were going to shake. Yeah. I was like, hey, you know, a team not to sleep on. Chicago yeah and it's because they got a team full of pros and you I'm sure you're in favor of their backcourt way more than Miami's uh Atlanta's yeah no Miami's oh Miami's yeah yeah and the game's in Miami again but I don't doubt that those boys won't go win on the road again they can. I mean, here's the thing. Miami didn't particularly defend Atlanta well and they didn't uh they didn't crash the glass well. I assume they'll make some adjustments, but and will they I get 33 from Kyle Lowry gonna... again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you might not get the 30 ball from Kyle Lowry. You um, might you may or may not. You may not get 26 from Hero again. But I, I also don't expect him. everybody else to not show up, but they very well might. And who's yeah. defending so that so Jimmy's going to guard Zach the whole game? Jimmy's going to guard Zach and or DeRozan the whole game and also be yeah. your leading offensive force. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot of, you tell me, you know, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm definitely leaning Chicago because does Miami have the firepower to sustain what looks like a hungry Chicago when Miami definitely looks to be trending the opposite direction. Yeah, no, I don't think they do. 
I don't think they do. I'm I'm leaning Chicago as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Chicago. Because don't you know Bam's not gonna be able to just freelance. Vucevic will step out to the three. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Chicago doesn't commit a player to the paint and they can score in isolation, they can get to the free throw line, they can hit threes, and they can defend. Yeah. So, you know, and and I actually think they're comfortable playing at a slow pace yeah. and a and a faster pace. A stat that also wasn't re- uh, really recognized, but that team's not bad defensively at all, collectively. No, they're a unit. Yeah, and they can play. T- they can play a tough style. Caruso's gritty, and he's gonna you know match Kyle Lowry's scrappiness. So, yeah. no, this, that's where, gonna be a great game. When are those? As we are, uh, I, I, it's it's not tomorrow. It's the next day. Tomorrow would probably be. Oh no! It can't be tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think they're doing the back-to-back. I've got you in one second. No, you're good. Yeah, I'm curious because... Yeah, both both elimination games are going to be on Friday. Beautiful. Got no plans Friday. I'm going to roll with... So, do you want to... Should we do predictions then for for the next next, uh, playing games? Why not? Um, I'm going to roll with... Rolling with Chicago and OKC, and I might have I might have stole your picks. No, that's uh, I will go with. You know, part part of me really wants to take Miami here, honestly. Just look, and I, you know, I gave this team, I give that team the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm just gonna go the opposite way and trust my gut. And if you know, I'm gonna go up, with Miami, and I'm gonna assume they shoot the ball better. Um. I'm gonna assume they shoot the ball better, uh, and they and because they they are in it early, and they're not playing from behind, they're kind of either keeping pace or they're playing with the lead. I think they'll find a way to close it out, and then I'm gonna go with Oklahoma City over Minnesota. Although, actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna. Ah, uh, man. I think I think Minnesota's ready to fold a little more than Miami is. And I, I would give OK like I'm I'm more confident in the OKC pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Oklahoma City, although I'm interested to see how their young guards fare with Rudy Gobert and Cat contesting at the rim. I think well, we, that's we, we know we know Shea's unafraid. Yeah, I, I I see Shea pacing them. Um, Giddy's gonna have to be great. Dort's gonna have to hit shots. Jalen Williams can't shoot like that again. Um, but I I like it. I want to see the OKC story continue. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. So I'm gonna roll with Oklahoma City. Well, bounce back game for Ant. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see, and we'll we'll more than likely jump on here to talk about it. Yeah. After the fact. Yeah, most definitely. Well, man, that uh, that that puts tonight in the books essentially. Again, we are glad that you decided to join us and listen and join the wave of D-Hoop University so far. And you never know what you're going to get tuning in these podcasts. I bet you didn't expect a deep dive on NBA 2K. But that's where, you know, things that we have in mind uh, to bring to you. And we want to make it unique. We know you're tired of listening to the same basketball podcast. We know you are. Try something different. Got something different. 
you know, we're not beating you over the head, like I said, and it's just, hey, casual diehard takes. What else are we supposed to do? With that being said. We forgot to touch on. Uh, oh, man, we sure did. Kuz and Dinwiddie. Wow. Man, you just had this great monologue right there. And we almost forgot to touch on. We almost forgot to 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 touch on the the Kuz and Dinwiddie beef, which we, we may I have to table know that. they had beef. We we may have to table that, just because it's pretty unrelated, but it is hilarious. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go look at Kyle Kuzma's Twitter. Something gives me the the impression that he's not going to take those tweets down. Yeah, he's definitely keeping them up. Um, definitely go take a look if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, or just go to YouTube and type in. Yeah, it's rather it. hilarious. I assume that you probably didn't hear what Dinwiddie said to initiate it, but apparently it struck a chord with Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> just tease it like that. And Kyle Kuzma had some time today. He had time today. He had he had some time in his off season to address the the comments. So definitely check it out. Oh man. I'm glad you mentioned that. And uh, now, I guess, if you're listening still, don't forget to subscribe, follow, leave us a rating, comment, like, all of that stuff. We thank you for your support and thank you for listening. And uh, until next time.